Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Take Another Look podcast. My name is Gerda Felix, and usually I would be with my co-host Melanie Tadeo. However, today we have something special for you. It is a panel of authors, and I will be in the role of the moderator, and Melanie is also one of the panels. Why did I choose to have authors to be part of the conversation? It's quite simple because I feel that in this world, we hear many times, you need to write a book. If you have a business, you need to write a book. Write a book before you even start your business. Write a book because the book will help with your business. And I always thought, hmm, is that really true? And that's why today I decided that I was going to have a conversation with five beautiful, wonderful women who are going to spend about an hour with me and with you, the audience, to answer questions that I have and you may also have. So welcome, ladies, and welcome to our audience. Today, I will call each and every one of them as I introduce them so that you know who they are before we start our conversation. The first person I will call on is Anne Raggis. And as I call on the ladies, I will spotlight them so that you know exactly who is who. So the first person, actually I lie. <laughs> the first person today will be Anya because it will be by alphabetically, uh, alphabetical order. So Anya would be the first one then. <laughs> the first person is Anya. Everyone, I will spotlight Anya. Hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> And now let me introduce Anya. Anya Tomic. If I don't pronounce the name properly, please you can Great say Tomich. Yes. Okay. You can say it when it, it comes for you to say it. For seven years, Anya has been professionally engaged in educating and coaching individuals and teams in the field of personal and professional growth and development. Her mission is to bring the coaching style of thinking and approach to problems, opportunities, and goals to as many people as possible. Eight years of experience in sales and marketing, over 200 years of education in the field of coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, and energy work with the best global and domestic trainers. She's also a Reiki master, and currently she is studying to become a psychotherapist. The title of her book, Superheroine of Change. Please help me welcome Anya Tomic. Welcome, Anya. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'm so glad to be here uh, today or tonight. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's really inspiring to be here with um, uh, the women uh, who are uh, in different parts of the world and on the same or similar mission to educate, to coach other people. And uh, thank you, thank you very much. I'm glad to share uh, everything really sincere, uh, what I have inside of me. Thank you, Anya. And now <laughs> it is time to introduce Anne, Anne Varghese. Anne Varghese, distinguished 
Toastmaster. She is an accountant by profession, mentoring new immigrants and helping people raise their bar is her passion. She runs a book club and volunteers with Grandmothers for Africa, a Stephen Lewis Foundation organization. Anne lives in Mississauga with her husband, John. They have two children and three grandchildren. She is the contributing author, Lessons from the Ledge, a book about what you can learn about yourself and life when pushed to the edge. And the second book, Reflections, 100 Years and Beyond, published at the centenary celebration of Sevika Sengam, the women volunteer evangelist of the Mar Thomas Church. <laughs> Please help me welcome Anne Thank you, Geda. I am so excited to be here. When Geda asked me to join, Geda did not actually ask me to join. In the beginning, she just said, Anne, how are you? So I said, I'm so swamped with work. I've got so much to do. Uh, our company's being audited uh, and uh, you know, the work is there. I've just come back from vacation and I've got a pile of files to open and complete. And Geda said, oh, okay, I see you're very busy. And that's it. And then I thought, no, what's happening? I wrote back, Geda, what's up? I, I am busy, but what's up? She said, oh, uh, I, I'm having this panel of authors and, uh, but I see that you are busy. I said, no. Count me in. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not you know, busy enough to miss that one. So I jumped because that's what I normally do. I always jump onto the bandwagon and then count, get counted in. So that's what I did. And thank well, you. Thank, thank you, Anne. <laughs> thank you, Anne. And now I would like to introduce Jackie Hogan. <laughs> Jackie Hogan has wide experience helping managers to be more effective and believes that by sharing this experience, she can help up and coming managers avoid some of the mistakes she made. Jackie writes short, easy to understand books that a manager can refer back to and with tips a manager can use in their everyday management activities. The sort of books she would like to read herself. When not writing books, Jackie is a professional speaker on mentoring the Jane Austen era and penguins, penguins. She lives in the UK with her husband, Patrick, and Kat Benny. Jackie is the author of seven books. Seven Things Remarkable Managers Do. Together Works, The Ultimate Guide to Effective Collaboration. The People's Side of Project Management from Boris to Boccia. I hope I said this properly. Diary of a London Olympic volunteer. How to train your mentor. Managing remotely. How to keep your e-team working. Those are the books that Jackie has written. Please help me welcome Jackie again. Thank you so much, Gerda. I have, I have to say, I was really pleased when you invited me to join the panel. I interact with some other authors, but this will be my first opportunity to interact with other female authors, because there's not very many of us. Um, and I often get asked, how do I write a book? And 
anything I can do to help people do it because there's so much stuff up here and sharing it with other people via the written word is just such a wonderful thing to be able to do. I found it relatively easy, but then I've been blogging for years uh, and I, I like to advise people and I, and I think everyone has a book in them and it definitely helps your business because it certainly helped mine. Uh, so I'm looking forward to throwing me, throw me some questions. <laughs> Thanks, Gerda. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> and now, I would like to introduce Melanie Tadeo. As I mentioned before, Melanie is usually my co-host <laughs> at Take Another Look podcast, but today she is one of the panelists. Passionate advocate, powerful sister friend, words that describe the essence of Melanie Tadeo, daughter, wife, educator, resilient entrepreneur, author to complete the image. She is a strong leader on accessibility and inclusion. After a massive stroke that left her legally blind and partially paralyzed, Melanie has overcome many barriers, which led her to share her story and start her own business, which in turn, inspires others to embrace their abilities. Melanie's mission is to help others understand and embrace the importance of inclusion and how it impacts us all. Please help me welcome the multifaceted go-getter, powerful leader, much-loved educator, Melanie Taddy. Her book is called my unforeseen journey, losing sight, gaining vision. Please help me welcome Melanie Tadi. Hey, Gerda, how are you? <laughs> I am great. How are you? I'm okay. Can you believe it? I'm a little nervous? You've really stacked the deck here. My gosh, what wonderful women. I can't wait to learn and grow from all of them. This is a great opportunity. Thanks for having me on the panel. You are very welcome. And now I will put all of you ladies on spotlight. <laughs> okay, so that we can see all of you. Welcome once again to the conversation. First thing I would like to know, what has prompted you to write your book or your first book? Let me start with, this time I'll start with Anne. Yeah, Dal, like I said before, I usually have a habit of jumping onto a bandwagon of people we had joined together to practice public speaking. It was a smaller group. It was not part of Toastmasters, but just an, another group. And the person who facilitates that group, her name is Susan Lamb. She came up with the idea and she said, I've been thinking for a long time to write a book. How about all of us join together and write the book? So a few hands went up and my hand shot up because I thought, here's the opportunity. Like you said earlier, you know, everybody says, oh, I should write a book. Shouldn't we write a book? And, you know, just like uh, Jackie said, you, you always think of wanting to write a book. So here's an opportunity, why should I close the door? So I joined in, not even knowing where to start, what to start, but I thought there are other people there so I can go along with them. It's easier to be in a group than to do it solo. So that's how I joined the group. And the, the theme was perseverance. And it, then it took on a life of its own. And then in, with everyone contributing a chapter to the book, we got the book published and that was in 2017. So it wow. was such a pride for me because something that was just way back in my dream hadn't even come to the forefront. And here I was well on the way. So it was quite exciting for me to have been brave enough to join and then accomplish it. Yes. Thank you, Anne. 
and Jackie, what prompted you to write your first book? Uh, well, it's kind of similar to what Anne's just described. I joined an online business networking group uh, and we were talking about how could we work together better. And we decided to start a project on putting together some ideas for improving collaboration. And that's where the book uh, Together Works came from. Uh, we started off with nine of us and we ended up with just three of us actually finishing the book. <laughs> uh, but along the way, um, the three of us who were the keenest who ended up writing the book uh, actually decided that we would write our own individual books as well. And because I'd done a lot of blogging, the idea of the seven ideas, seven ways that uh, managers um, can improve what they do is was actually seven blogs. And I thought I'd try out the Amazon self-publishing process and I put them together, shaped them into a book and it actually went onto the Amazon bestseller list. Wow, uh, and I thought, oh, oh, maybe I've maybe I've got maybe I've got another talent here. And that's really where it started. And so I've, I've written almost a book a year since then. Um, the last one being early that I finished and published earlier this year. Uh, with Book Boon. But yeah, like Anne says, is is that um, writing with other people makes a huge difference. And we've maintained an online writing group since uh, that first book. So we've all kind of helped each other. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Melanie. Yes. So what prompted me to write a book? Well, for years after my stroke, people are, you need to share your story. You need to write a book. And I thought, who's going to want to read a book about me, really? But people were asking me a lot of questions because people were facing unforeseen change in their life. How did you do it? And one year I was listening to an audiobook over Christmas that I had received and I was so inspired. And I was telling my husband, and he's like, oh, that's what you need to do. You need to write your book. And again, I asked him, who would want to read my book? He's like, you don't realize how many people you inspire. You should just do it. So I thought really hard about it and then did my research and then I jumped at it. I thought it would have been great to be able to have a book that helped me go through what I went through. So why not share what I learned with somebody else? Thank you, Melanie. Anya. Um, uh, writing a book, it was a dream of mine since I was a child and I learned how to read when I was four. So I, um, so I haven't have to wait my parents to come home to read me. And uh, I always wanted to write a book. I always um, had writing something, uh, blogs, uh, journals, diaries, and etc. And um, I uh, first uh, time that I put that dream into a goal, it was in uh, 2012, 2013. And uh, I thought I need to write a book and I, then I need to find a publisher. But uh, uh, last year, I had a call from an um, editor uh, who was the owner of my favorite publishing uh, uh, house. And she asked me, Anya, uh, because uh, she, know, she knows me, uh, I am her coach and uh, she uh, was uh, on my trainings and she loves me but she didn't know that i would like to write a book she didn't know that part of me and she asked me anya we have opportunity now to publish the first time the domestic author and we would like uh, you to be our first author would you like to write a book for us and i was yes <laughs> yes are you sure <laughs> and uh, that uh, was the start of that really exciting journey for me and um, now everything is a history. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Anya. Wow. Now, if you could spend a day with another popular author, whom would you choose? I'll start with you, Anya. Okay, Coelho. I like him, uh, he was the first when I was in my um, primary school, I adore his books. I read The Alchemist uh, and um, um, 
fifth um, fifth mountain. I don't know how it is translated. Um, here, uh, when I was in my when I was ten years old, so uh, I really uh, like his way of writing because he has adventure in his books and also he has um, many layers mm-hmm. in uh, that stories and it's deep and uh, it's um, light in the same uh, time and also it is um, very exciting adventures but also the books that um, helps us uh, book help us to grow and mm-hmm. help us to um, learn more learn more about ourselves mm-hmm. thank you the alchemist is definitely a book to keep i know i have one on my bookshelf because i read it before but i thought i'm going to keep this one because it was such a beautiful book for me i bought it 10 times because uh, every every time that someone borrow it from me never never took me back so i keep buying i keep buying and keep buying and i don't know if i have now <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, Anya. Melanie. This is a tough question because I like so many different genres of books. So I love biographies. So of course, I love hearing people's life stories and what they learned. And but then, you know, there's romance novels, there's but one other that I always go back to is James Patterson. I just love his style of writing. It's engaging. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. And it can also be a little bit imagination there. So for me, when I want to get away from it all and not really be learning, he would be my author of choice. So I'd love yes. to learn his style. I like him too. I like. I think I have one book from it. I have many books, just so you know. So I think I have one book for, from him as well. And... That's a question for me as well, because I love so many authors and so many books. Very hard for me to pick up one. But if I have to say one person, that would be Ian McEwen. Mm-hmm. I have read his books. I love the way he uses the language. And I, I'm passionate about the English language. And I think that's why I am interested in reading books. So when someone comes out with you know, good classical English, it grabs my attention. So Ian McEwen is what I remember, but I love all, all of them. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. I have also one of his books because I was part of a book club and we, we read his book. So that's why I, and I usually keep my books so I know who you are talking about. <laughs> Jackie. Uh, well, like the rest of you, I, I also have lots of books. Unfortunately, I switched to a Kindle a few years ago so there's not uh, quite as much space taken up by books but I have, I have a lot of books um, I'm very fond of classical English books and as you might have gathered from my from the introduction I'm a big Jane Austen fan um, and it's very interesting because you can enjoy Jane Austen on several lots of different levels and superficially she's a romance writer Uh, But actually what she says about her her social commentary and about how people interact and how they think about those interactions. Um, I'm currently reading um, Mansfield. uh, No, I'm reading Emma. I've just finished Mansfield Park for about the 35th time. And I still find nuances that I haven't seen before. But as Anne said, is that it's it's the language that she uses, which is difficult for a lot of current day readers, uh, but it has this sort of level of nuance and this balance and complexity that you just don't get in anyone else's novels. Um, but I'll actually read anything, to be honest. <laughs> but I do like Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am very glad that each author that each and every one of you as mentioned, I know them, not personally, but through their books. So I am very glad we have something in common, definitely. Now, since you have written your book, what would you say that you find was the most challenging? I'll start with Melanie this time. 
This one is a good question, Gerda. I think for me, it was how I was going to structure my book because I didn't want the book just to be about me. I wanted something tangible for the readers to walk away with, something they could apply to their own life. And I had no idea how to do that. So when I finally found my publisher, I explained this to her and she told me my different options. And then we were able to find a way. The first part of each chapter was my story, but at the bottom, the end part of the chapter, it would be the takeaways, the lessons I had learned and how that they could apply it to their own life. So there's something tangible. So for me, I struggled with that for quite a while. Mm, thank you, Melanie. Anya? Mm, I can agree with Melanie. Structuring is really a tough thing for me uh, because I had so many ideas. I wanted to put everything in my book and uh, uh, and all, uh, all examples, so my, my story, uh, the uh, some workbook uh, parts, coaching techniques, and uh, some fairy tales. Everything I wanted to put in my book and structuring was really uh, tough for me. But uh, my editor was really help helpful for that. And also, it was the time when my Hannah was uh, one year old, and uh, she was a little baby. And Mikhail, it's my uh, boy. Uh, he had four years then, and I was leaving my job from nine to five in the same uh, in the same uh, time. And also, I was starting my entrepreneurship business, and also I have my Mind Academy business, and I had everything on my plate. Uh, time was my uh, finding time to write was really, really, really challenging for me. I have uh, I have uh, some paragraphs that I have written when while, while, while I was sleeping because <laughs> I, I was writing and I fell asleep. And tomorrow when I uh, start writing my book and uh, when I uh, see what, where I, uh, what have I wrote the last, uh, I saw some uh, strange words like she, yes, son, go, uh, <laughs> nine. Uh, that doesn't have any sense and mean the means and um, I, I kept that because it was really really interesting for me. Uh, but I'm very proud proud because um, uh, I I make it, mm -hmm. and uh, that's uh, that's really big uh, uh, win win for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and my challenge in writing the book was every time I came up with the idea, I'm imagining um, the reader looking at it and saying, so what, so what, what, don't know. So trying to put that and, you know, getting the reader to have value in what I am saying so that there's something for the reader and to structure my, book in that fashion was, was I think, the biggest challenge mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. Jackie? I think the biggest challenge for me was just getting started <laughs> on each book. Um, I was quite lucky because uh, the publisher I, I'm now with, Book Boon, um, insist on having a well thought out chapter structure uh, before they will commit. Um, and that, I find, has disciplined me into containing what I'm writing and um, trying to work out which bits are going to be most relevant. Um, I will quite often discuss with, with my book writing group or my book writing pals, um, do they think this would be of interest uh, to someone for this? Um, but I have to say is that uh, not all of my books have followed the same format. I mean, the diary I wrote was literally that. Um, but the, if you like, the business-related books I've done with BookBoon are, are all to a, a generally similar format um, because I've had feedback from the, certainly from the first book, as to what people liked to read um, and how they like it to be presented. Um, but yeah, for me, is that I'll, I'll plan it, I'll put it in my diary, and then I won't start. But getting started is the big challenge for me, as I think it is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Now, what do you need in your writing space in order to help you to stay focused? 
what do you need? What have you needed in order for you to stay focused? I'll start with Anne. I think, Geda, that that comes pretty easily to me. When I decide I want to do something, I just get on with it. And I do not delay. Usually I do not delay. So that is quite quite easy. All, all that I need to know is what am I going to write? And for whom? And for what? And why? If I can get just that in, I think I, I could be on my way. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Thank you, Anne. Melanie? For myself, I need quiet. I absolutely need quiet. I, uh, for me, it's equipment focused, so I'm always in a quiet space. And for me, my pattern was every Sunday afternoon, I would write for until I would write one chapter at least. And that would be just to get my thoughts on paper. But I have a computer that I talk to and it talks to me and it was great. However, it does cause my publisher and editor a lot of problems. I created my own language, Gerda called Melanie's. I'd be talking and it, I know what I was saying, but it wouldn't type what I said. So I had to go back. Uh, my editor said, it's like the Da Vinci Code. What have you done? What do you mean? And so a lot of time was spent there. So the first time it was just quiet, dedicated time and just my equipment. Mm. Thank you. Jackie. Uh, I think the thing I find most motivating is a deadline. Um, the thing about writing for a, a publisher, um, as, as I do with BookBoon, is that they, I sign a contract, they give me a fixed deadline, which I can renegotiate, but I try not to. And essentially, I treat the, the whole thing as a project. Mm -hmm. So I, I block out time in my diary for when I write. So I try and write at least four hours a week, usually, to two, two lots of two hours, because that's about as long as I can do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, having a deadline focuses my mind like nothing else. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Anya. I wrote only one book. I think that uh, it was my uh, school. I'll, I'm was learning how to write a book on my first book. And now uh, when I'm writing my second book, I'm doing um, quite different some things. I uh, don't... don't um, uh, push myself too hard. I don't uh, um, think that this is not enough. Or this is not quite good. I'm just writing when I have um, uh, my deep focus states. I also need to need quiet place for that. And I need structure. I need idea. First idea, uh, which is the main idea of the book, what I want to uh, give to people, what I want to share. And then I need some story. I need some action in that. Uh, I, I wrote a nonfiction book, but I like fiction. <laughs> and I like uh, to be some fiction in my nonfiction book. That was that my editor wasn't so happy with that. But uh, I, I like that. And also when I have structure, when I have idea, uh, that puts me in some uh, path. And I just follow that path and put everything that is inside uh, me on paper. Thank you, Anya. Now I have a very simple question. Do you call yourself authors or writers? What's the difference? <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> Did you know ask somebody else first, Gerda? Um, okay, so I can say I'm a published author, but I would say I'm a writer because I write blogs, I write journals, I'm writing an academic paper. I, I'm a writer. I'm not an author per se. I say that's just how I see myself. Okay, thank you, Anya. That wasn't an easy question for me. <laughs> uh, I, I think that I'm writer uh, from little Anya, uh, and because I'm writing, and I'm writing my thoughts, I'm writing, uh, I'm sharing my world to other people, so I think that I'm a writer. Good or not so good, <laughs> but I'm a writer. And when I published the book, okay, I can call myself author, but also I think that I'm uh, author of some other things. I'm creating workshops, educations, uh, 
uh, coaching processes, methodologies. So I think that uh, both of the names are suitable for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And writer, author. <laughs> <laughs> I think in many ways, all of us are writers because we all write, like Anya said, from childhood, we've been writing little stories, fairy tales and everything. But once you've written and then brought it out to the public to be published, it needn't be published to order, but even you know what the whole public knows, like Anya said, a workshop, some material that's thrown out to the public, I think that makes you an author. But a writer is someone we, we all write. We're all writers. <laughs> Thank you. And Jackie. I'm so glad you asked me last. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I really struggled with this one. Uh, like the others, I've, I've been writing probably for most of my life. Um, I've written a lot of articles for various professional magazines and, and you name it. Um, but I think I started to think of myself as an author rather than an, uh, a writer when I was published. Um, not even when I self-published, but when a publisher actually said, we want you to write something, we want to publish it for you. That's really when I started to think of myself as an author. Um, but I, th- I thought the comment about workshops was was an interesting one, actually, Anya, because I do workshops, I used to do workshops as well. Um, and yeah, I guess from that point of view, I'm an author of workshops too. <laughs> but yeah, I do think of myself primarily as an author. Thank you. And what does the what does the words or what do the words writers block? mean to you who's going first i'm not going to name you because then you'll say maybe you should name somebody else so who would like to take this on (laughs) anya go ahead Mm, this was a little bit easier for me i think that uh writer block for me is disconnection when i'm disconnected from myself when i am uh, when my thoughts are somewhere else, when I am in stress, when I'm tired, when I have many other um, uh, things, uh, but when I am connected with me, with my soul, and my, I think that our souls are connected on the source of all knowledge, all inspiration, all creation, and we are uh, creative people, humans, um, just by born, just by being born, uh, I think that when I'm in connection with myself, I don't have, I can cannot have any writer blocks. But when I'm not, uh, uh, I can uh, be stuck. And then uh, I learn to uh, just to let it go, just let it go, just to give myself what my body, what my uh, being, whole being, uh, needs then maybe to rest, maybe to go and walk, maybe to be with my children, maybe to do something else. But when I'm connected with me, then I sit and go to deep focus and write. And then it just came and just coming out. It just comes out for me. Mm. Thank you, Anya. Who would like to go next I, and I answer that question? Go ahead. Go next, um, yeah. I think the Anya explained it very well by using the word disconnect. When there's a disconnect, it's when you feel that there's a block. If you can start writing and continually write till it's done, then there will be no block in between. But if you divide it, say, into chapters or into ideas, and you finish one and you go away and then you come back, and it takes a long time before you can get started again, I think that is where the block comes. Uh, One way by which I would overcome that is not really, of course, you cannot write continuously day and night for so many days, but the thoughts should not leave you. The thoughts should be in your mind continually and there should be no disconnection there. I think that's where the block comes. Thank you, Anne. Are there any other ladies who would like to tackle this one? <laughs> okay, Jackie. Yeah, I have to say I resonate with what Anne and Anya are saying. Um, for me, writer's block is, is exactly what Anya says, and that's the disconnection between um, 
for me, the brain and the typing um, or the writing, because I, I sometimes write ideas down longhand before I actually put them onto the uh, computer. Um, and I do what Anya alluded to is that I, sometimes if I can't do that, I go for a walk or I go and play with my cat or something like that. Or sometimes I'll go and write something else like an email or, or a blog simply to kind of energize that connection. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do get writer's block uh, quite a lot, actually, because I think it's because I schedule time. Sometimes I'll have scheduled time and I just won't be in the right space to do it. Um, and I'm very good at rescheduling time in my diary to do that. Um, but that's why deadlines work for me. And sometimes I'll set myself a deadline, even if I don't feel like writing. I'll say, right, I am going to draft this chapter until it's done. Um, and sometimes that works. I'm, I may have to go back and rewrite it, but the ideas will get down, even if the, the kind of flavour of the writing doesn't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we all get writer's block, sadly. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Oh, you, Melanie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what Jackie said, I'm definitely deadline oriented as well. As I said, I scheduled every Sunday afternoon and I knew which chapter I was going to tackle. So if I sat down, I went back to what is the intention of the book to keep myself focused. And if I started to type and it, I kind of look, ah, no, this isn't working. I would get up and I would talk to myself. <laughs> I would pretend I was telling my story verbally. And I know, you know, whenever I practice a speech or I, I, I talk to myself to get my thoughts out, my husband was like, are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm just writing. He's like, you're writing? I'm like, yes. And then I would be able to go, okay, now I've got the thoughts in my head, let's put it together. But if nothing came, even to just verbalize it, I'd get up and walk away from the computer, you know, go for a little saunder, have a conversation. But I just always find once I put it into words out loud, then it's in here and then I can write. And it may not come out the same way and it changes obviously because you have to go back and reread it and make sure it makes sense because what's coming out of your mouth is different than what you're actually writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, thank you, thank you. Now, in regards to publishing, self-publishing or having a publisher, what would you suggest? Jackie, would you like to go on this one? Okay, thank you. Seeing as I've done both. Uh, yeah, self-publishing um, is relatively easy. Uh, Amazon have a whole series of tools to help you do it. Um, and I think probably other, other organizations do. The problem with self-publishing is marketing it. Uh, and that is, that is the fundamental problem is, is that uh, it takes a long, long time, unless you write something that just sort of seems to catch the imagination, as, as my first book did, uh, which took me completely by surprise. But um, it's not the best book I've written by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but some of the other books we've written uh, together works that, that is, it's, a, it's a fantastic, but it's quite academic. Um, we self-published it and we had a really hard time getting off the starting block. However, um, my publisher found me and contacted me on LinkedIn and said, would I like to write a book for them? And the great thing is, is that publishers, they pay you peanuts for each book, but they sell a lot of them because they've sort of got all of the marketing sorted out. Um, so I, I think I would probably say maybe write your first book, self-publish it and then ask lots of people what they think. Um, because then if, if it is rubbish, <laughs> is that people will tell you and then at least you've got feedback so that when you approach a publisher or they approach you, is that um, you're kind of not a complete newbie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the only other tip I, I, I would suggest is that no matter how much editing your publisher does, find a, um, a pedantic friend to read through your book before you publish it or before you send it to the publisher. Um, I, I'm quite lucky, I've got a friend who's very pedantic. She'll correct my grammar uh, in the book, but she'll find every spelling mistake. And she'll also check whether things make sense. Um, they're well worth it because your publisher won't, won't have that much care mm -hmm. as your friend would. 
And once it's published, it's hard to correct it. Thank you, Jackie. Melanie? Actually, so I did partner publishing, Gerda, and I did that because I did my research and I had no idea what I was doing. I needed help. I needed, because it was my first book. Um, so partner publishing worked for me. Now, of course, there's pros and cons to all. Jackie mentioned a number of them uh, for the self-publishing and uh, that having a pu traditional publisher help you. For myself, of course, I had the guidance that I needed. I had the eyes because, of course, I couldn't proofread and do all that fun stuff myself. But also I had some help in the promoting and marketing of it and the creation of the cover, things like that, that I probably wouldn't have been able to do on my own especially as a first time writer, but there's a cost, of course. So then really, truly, it depends on what your intention is, where you're going to go with it. And it's everybody's got their own intention. For me, that was the step I had to do. Would I do that again? Probably not. I probably would do self-publishing. Thank you, Melanie. Anya. I'm 100% uh, agree uh, with uh, Jackie and Melanie. Uh, I I had a lot. I, I was lucky enough to publisher comes to me, and sh my publisher and editor she mm, was really uh, into my book, and she really helped me on the on the journey of writing a book. And yes. Uh, uh, publishers are great because they can market your book. They can uh, organize the uh, events, promotions. Uh, uh, they are on book fair. That uh, in Serbia it is a really important event. Uh, all Serbia goes to book fair. We really like to read here. <laughs> and uh, uh, if I, but I think that uh, if I wrote a book and no one wanted to publish it, I would I would publish it by myself because I think that uh, it needs to be published. If it's alive, it's need to be published. And then if no one wants to read my book, okay, it's a feedback. Okay, I, I need to learn something more <laughs> about writing or just it's maybe it's not uh, the time for my book yet. And, um, but um, uh, I, 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 I like that I had published. Thank you, Anya. Anne. Yeah, I think I would like to go to a publisher for the very reason that that's easily marketable. And then self-publishing, I'm not a do-it-yourself person. So for me, it would be pretty hard to go that way. Of course, it's something that can be learned. But uh, I think there are benefits if there are, if, this, uh, if your book can be published by a publishing company. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I would go through that route. Yep. Thank you, Anne. Now, book tour or not is it necessary who wants to go first oh, jackie yeah i can honestly say i've never done a book tour <laughs> so i've never found it necessary um certainly uh, i think it's probably because most of the books i've published are actually ebooks rather than physical books um, so I think doing a, a book tour for ebooks would be quite difficult because um, everything's everything's online. Um, I kind of miss. I mean, I, I held this book up earlier because this is this is my Olympic book. Um, this is self-published. Um, yes, I take it everywhere with me. <laughs> I, I don't miss an opportunity to promote it, but I've never done an actual book tour as such. Um, and I think because the future is going to be ebooks. Um, I think maybe we need to find an alternative to the sort of physical book tour. I don't know. Have any of you done book tours? No one here? Are you planning to do a book tour? I'm, Melanie? I'm definitely going to. So again, I published my book December 2019. We know what happened in January 2020. So my book tour went squash. <laughs> but I'm definitely do virtual book tour i'm going to africa in january and i have a couple of events and i will be attending and so i'll have opportunities that way so that'll be my little taste of it but i am also planning a virtual book tour i've been talking about that for the last couple of years but i think it goes hand in hand with launching my business as well so thank you melanie anya yes i think uh i uh, this year uh, uh, because of COVID, we didn't have a book fair for two years. Uh, 
And I talked to my publisher and said, because the book fair in Serbia is all publishers uh, gather and they present all of their books. So they have promotions uh, of authors and everyone comes and everyone uh, walks uh, looking for a book. And I thought, who will come now? Who will like to pay an entrance uh, when we can um, when we can uh, buy our books online from our uh, living room and who would and we can have discounts uh, because we're buying online but this was the most visited book fair ever this year people are uh, people wants to interact with authors with um, other people to hold books uh, to um uh, look uh, maybe compare books and um, I think that uh, book tour is a great thing. I didn't uh, have any book tour, but I like to travel. And I would like to have book tour just for traveling. <laughs> so that would be great. And to connect, connect in person. I think that's, that's something that uh, we are going to miss a lot in the future. Thank you, Anya. Um, I think a book tour would be a good thing. It's wonderful to have a, a physical book okay. tour where people come together because there's a lot of uh, advertisement that goes on in the in the local town that this author is coming and then there's a buzz and people go there and a lot of people who go there sometimes are not may not even be book lovers but they just go for the interaction to meet other people and just to see who the celebrity is so that, that's a good thing and then the virtual uh, book tour I think more uh, word of mouth will go around if there is a book tour. Otherwise, even in the virtual world, in many cases, sometimes you're on your own. So these are little ways by which word will go around. I think book tour is a good thing. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. Now, here's my question. My deep question for you ladies. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. When you started writing your book or before you write your book, you had ideas, you had you know, thoughts, hopes. As you were writing your book, who did you have to become or who have you became as you were writing your book? What is your story of transformation? Basically, that's what it is. Who would like to go first? Or do you want to, stay in that question for a while before you answer me. Who I did you know. have to become? Oh, you okay, go ahead. Because this was the most cathartic experience I ever had. I, again, going in with the intention of sharing my story to help others. Little did I know I was helping myself the most because I hadn't truly transformed from the Melanie I was prior to the stroke to the Melanie I had become. So as I'm writing all these different chapters and going through the emotions and the experiences of struggles I faced, I was helping go through the stages of grief and truly understanding and accepting who I had become. So for me, the transformation was huge. Now, of course, that was my personal take on it. And that's what I experienced. But as an author, of course, a first time author as well, the learnings, the struggles, the feedback. I, I thought I didn't like feedback from Toastmasters, but my goodness, the feedback from the editor publisher, that was hard to swallow. So I had to really understand that wasn't a personal attack, but it was a learning experience. So I think I became stronger and more confident in myself as well as in myself as a writer. Thank you, Melanie. Who would like to answer this question next? I'll, I'll go ah, next. Go yes. When I started to write the book, uh, it was just a case of just, just existing, just being. But as I wrote the book, I started to get more familiar with myself. I could understand myself. And somehow by the end of the book, I realized a more identity with me. I found that I had an identity that it was there, but I did not recognize it in the beginning. So I became more of myself and more grounded. I became more grounded as the book finished. Thank you, Anne. Anya or Jackie? 
Who would like to go first? Anya? Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll all, we all go. <laughs> um, I think that um, it's, it was a really transforming process for me. First, I need to become a writer. Uh, some part of me uh, was considering me as a writer, but very big part of me wasn't. And uh, uh, when I said yes on that phone call that day when publisher asked me to write a book, I said, yes, wow, yes. And I put down my phone and all the fears, limiting beliefs, doubts, imposters, everything came out. And um, that was really a, a really transformative process for me. And also I wanted to share myself in the book, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be honest with people, because uh, I, I wanted to send a message that only if you can be that, you can be authentic. And, and that's something that uh, is um, really needed now in the world to be uh, ourselves, to be authentic, to have our, our own voice, so there was a lot of fears. Uh, our, our, uh, I put some examples of my life in the book and I was looking at uh, those letters and I was thinking, oh my God, uh, uh, does, this, uh, does this have any meaning for everyone else? Who would like to read this? And um, now when it's finished, uh, and when people came to me and when they say that my uh, honesty and my vulnerability had inspired them, uh, I it is really transformative for me. Thank you, Anya. Jackie. Yeah, I, I think I came at it from a slightly different place to the rest of you because at the time I wrote my first book is that um, I just moved into becoming a business mentor uh, and uh, I, I, sh I should explain I retired last year so I've been looking for how can I encapsulate all that I know and learnt and, and think people should be doing in terms of management, uh, particularly of people um, and how can I share that and I've been sharing it through mentoring so for me writing the books has kind of been a natural next step. Um, what it did was is that uh, it clarified in my mind a lot of the kind of slightly vague thinking that I think I'd been going through. Um, and it gave me a lot more confidence, especially when I was approached by a publisher and they said, as Anya said, is that being asked to write a book is, is a huge privilege. And it's, um, you, it's quite scary. Uh, and I thought, gosh, someone actually thinks what I'm saying is useful and what I'm trying to share is useful. Um, and it gave me the courage to, the last book I wrote on virtual management, um, I've actually thrown away the standard hierarchical management um, paradigm and created a whole new paradigm for management. And I don't think, I, had I not written the previous books, I would have had the courage to put it out there um, and for people to say, yes, we agree. No, we don't agree because it was kind of a big step. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's been, it's, it's, I don't, I wish, I wish I'd done it earlier actually. Um, cause it's been, I've absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Now, Hannah has a question for you. Hannah, would you like to ask your question, <laughs> please? <laughs> Yes, please. I am actually the reader, not a story writer or an author. But what I'd like to know is what comes first, your story or the title of your book? Who would like to take this on? Jackie, what the comes first? The story. story. <laughs> the story. I sometimes wish it was the title, but it, it's kind of like writing a speech because um, I'm, I'm a Toastmaster like several of the people here, is that um, you decide what you want to write about and then the title just sort of comes, in, comes out of that, for me anyway. Thank you, Jackie. Anyone else would like to answer that question? Yes. Melanie. Same thing. I would agree. Um, I find what happened was as you're writing the story, you have many ideas. I think I had two pages of possible titles 
And then you reread your story and one just jumps out at you says, this is it, it ties it up beautifully. So I think, you know, brainstorming ideas ahead of time, sure, but you don't know what you're gonna write. So definitely writing the story first was the best way for myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Anne? Yes, for me too, I think the story comes first. And from the story, I think of if someone had to ask me, tell me in a few words what your story is about, and then you tell it in a few words, and someone says, tell me in one sentence what it's about. So you can tell it in one sentence. Tell it in one word or two words what it's about, and then that would be the title. Thank you, and Anya? In that conversation with my editor, when she asked me to publish my book, she asked me, okay, uh, what is the book about? And I was thinking, thinking, and I said, it's about superheroines of change. It just came out, but um, uh, that looks like it came out first, but that was just a um, symbol of all the story, all of the thinking years and years before. So I think that story is first, and then the title is just a symbol of representing the story. Hmm. Thank you. Also, thank you. That answered your question. Thank you, Anna, for asking it. And now the last one. If you had, if you had to leave your audience with one tip about writing a book, what would that be? One tip. <laughs> yes, Jackie. <laughs> and then Anya. Just do it. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Just do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Anya? It's similar. Just write. Write uh, three pages a day. If you don't know what to write, just write, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. And on the second page, it will start to uh, transforming into something else. And maybe into a book. So just write. Thank you, Anya. Melody or Anne? Anne? Melanie, go ahead, please. No, please go ahead. I think everyone has a story to tell. And if you have a story to tell, please tell it. The world needs to hear it. So go ahead, write it. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. I'd say the only thing standing in the way of you becoming an author is yourself. So don't stay on the fence. Don't stay on the sidelines watching everybody else achieve their dream of becoming an author. Just get some paper and pen or computer and keyboard and just put your thoughts on paper. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I felt that was for me, but I'm going to say audience, that could be for you too. <laughs> It's been a pleasure to be with all of you ladies. And if you would like to say anything else, or because we had a member in our audience, <laughs> if you have any other question, please, it's the time, at least for one question, and then we will conclude our time together. Do we have any questions or do we have anything else to comment? I Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I just want to thank you, Geda, for this meeting and this virtual meeting. When COVID came, we thought everything was closing in on us. In fact, it was the other way around. Everything has opened out to us. Going out to meeting people like Anya in Serbia and Jackie, Jackie. in the UK and Hannah. Of course, we've known Hannah before. And Melanie and Geda, you know, this is such a great, great event for me. It's been great, wonderful to meet you. And the best thing is joining with people who have your same passion and your interest and are on the same path towards self-development and making this world a better place. What, a, what way better can we expect other than you know, having this meeting together. So thank you very much, uh, uh, Geda, for this. And thank you, everyone, for coming. It was wonderful to meet you, Anya and Jackie. Uh, of course, we know Hannah and Melanie and Geda, of course. <laughs> thank you, Anne. 
Anyone else? Yes, I'd just like to say thank you so much, Gerda, for setting this up because although all of us are authors or writers, I don't know about you guys, but I've learned so much from each of you and it's been really exciting. I'm already going, okay, I'm going to start this because I have a couple of writing projects I'm working on. But, oh, I think I'm going to do this now. So I'm totally motivated for the next one. So thank you to everybody. Thank you, Melanie. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. I just want to thank you and thank you all. This was really, really beautiful experience of sharing, of learning. And uh, you are beautiful, beautiful and smart women. And I'm so grateful to meet you all and uh, to learn from you. Thank you. Thank you, Gerda. Thank you, Anya. Jackie, it's you. <laughs> I think I think I would just echo what everyone else has said. Is that I wasn't quite sure what to expect, um, but it's been a fantastic experience and an opportunity to meet people I otherwise wouldn't have done. So thank you very much, Gerda, for this. Thank you, Jackie. And you know, for me, you, <laughs> for those of you who don't know me very well, this is one of my love language to spend time with other people and to share. So I am in my element, I enjoy this. If I could do this seven days a week, <laughs> that's what I would do. That's how much I love it. And to have, to be, to have been in the company of all of you, sharing your level of genius with all of us, it has enriched me in this moment and also after because as you all know, I haven't written the book yet. It's in the works. And now I know I'm going to be focused in making it, taking it to the stop, to finish. So thank you for spending your time with us today. And I have learned that not only the different tips that you have shared, but I've learned that everyone has a story. Just write your story because all of us are looking forward to read it. Thank you. And this concludes another episode of Take Another Look podcast. And you know you can find us on different platforms. Of course, Facebook. Of course, on Anchor, on Spotify. Of course, Take Another Look podcast.com we also have a blog so you can type anywhere and we are on youtube you can type anywhere you can find us and it's fun for us to be part of this and to do that so what i wish and only if all of you if you agree because of course i will be sending you your i will talk to you by email so if ever you want to stay in contact, just let me know and I will, you know, swap your, your contact information with each other because I think we have started something that is really great here and it would be wonderful if we could continue. Thank you.